I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. But did you see the new trailer for um, for the newest Halloween? Halloween Ends or whatever? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, given on how I felt about Halloween Kills and how that movie turned out. I don't know. I, I have trepidation. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I mean, I'm going to watch I'm going to watch it. I mean, you got to watch it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I do I mean, have hope for it. I do have for hope that they're going to tie it up and it's going to make kills make a little more sense in the places that it was like, wait, what? But I doubt that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm, you know, hope here, it's a good show. Here's my thing at this point. There's no way that I can believe, can believe that Jamie Lee Curtis can kill Michael Myers. No, in, not at individually, all. Individually when a whole mob couldn't do it and he just murdered the entire town. Yeah. So how am I to believe that she, a lone person, can do anything when twenty five people couldn't? Yeah. So it's funny because it's like, look, dude. Obviously, the the simplest way is this: you got to chop his fucking head off. That's it. Got to go for the decapitation. That's how you get rid of Michael, right? And, and then put it like in a meat grinder. No, that's it. It's just got to make sure it's not a paramedic. That's what. That's where you. That's where you'll fuck up. <laughs> right. Take the mask off of the severed head. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So that's what's funny. Now I like the fact whenever the in the first Halloween, um, they had showed that she had been a pretty much like a combat train in her whole fucking life, ready for this moment type shit. And I'm cool with that. You know, people deal with things different ways. She's gonna be ready next time. So that's I'm fine with that. But um, it does suck because like that's none of that's gonna work. You can bazooka him to death, and he's gonna get back up. Yeah, maybe not a bazooka. I might have went too big, but you get what I mean. Oh yeah, I understand. You got to cut that head off. I I will say this about Halloween Kills, and I know we'll talk about it more later on on an episode of Very Unreasonable Things. <laughs> um, that was a shitty intro. But anyways, I know that we'll talk about it more later on. Oh, we're oh okay, cool. Yeah, hey everybody, I'm Daniel, and I, and and I'm Billy, and we're we are you know two thirds of very unreasonable things. We're here to talk about a different movie that's not Halloween, but we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, don't we, we always? We'll let you know when we're gonna get there, and you know then we'll get there eventually. The um the, the one of the things I did like about what Halloween Kills did though was. And he kind of played off of what they had set up in Halloween was that Michael wasn't after Lori. Only in Lori's mind was Michael after he was just coming home. Yeah. So I do like that, but he made it home. So he got to stare at his fucking window. What's next? Yeah. I don't like the part that, you know, I don't like the fact that they just had it to where he's like, he just wanted to get home to stare out his window. I just like the fact that 
he came back to Haddonfield not for Lori, but to come home. And that, you know, maybe her paranoia in the sense that not that Michael would come back, but that Michael was after her was unwarranted. Yeah. So anyways. Oh, man. I see that. Yeah. But, but anyway, we, in, in other news, listen to this shit. Okay. All right. Uh, Courtney had saw something on some type of social media platform or whatever, and it was um, this. Um, hell, you might have seen it. It was the Quiet Place game or whatever. Did you see that post? I didn't see the post. I saw like her post. I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, now, but it's so it, fucking fun. Does it involve like somebody smacking Hayden? Huh? Does Hayden get smacked? No, 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 no. Um. But what it is, is like, if you're the monster, you get blindfolded and you have a Nerf gun and everything has to be real quiet and you have to try to get the other people. It's fucking fun, dude. We went and dug out all of Lucas's uh, Nerf guns and bullets and played for like three hours last night on a whim. Wow. Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Just hey, saying, it's pretty fun. Speaking of Courtney, Courtney is an accomplished social media influencer. Yeah. Guru. Right. <laughs> you know, Courtney should manage our social media pages instead of me. She would be so much better at it. You should ask her. I'll bring it up. Yeah. I mean, also, and she doesn't have to like do anything. All she has to do is just post like random fucking horror movies and stuff like that. I'd be like on this day or whatever, or like, what's your, that favorite? sounds like a lot of, <laughs> it's like, she ain't really got to do anything, but if she could stay on top of it every day and yeah. manage it, that'd be great. I mean, I, I'm horrible at it, you know, and I want to say I try, but I don't try like I should. And I'm just, I'm fucking terrible. And I, and I just, it's not my strength. You know, my strength is, Asking you to see if Courtney will do it. Yeah. That's what I'm good at. So, but yeah, I always, I mean, I always, we talk about this before and I feel like that's one of the things that we really slack on is just, you know, like our social media presence. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate we, thing in this scenario is that I'm good at forgetting things. So, <laughs> well, that's okay. To fucking I, ask her. Look, I've got Courtney's number. I mean, I'll text her, but like, hey, Courtney, what's up, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> You remember all those times that she was getting all those celebrity likes on Twitter? Yeah. You know, we need your help. I have 50 personal followers in our web in our site or our podcast has like 14. Hey, we're in the teens now. In the teens. We thought we'd never be here. Thank you, listeners. At the top. What are what are we talking about today, man? What are we talking about today? What movie? Um the Invisible Man, the nineteen thirty three version. Nice, The Invisible Man, the last of our our little black and white sci fi horror block that we were doing, right? Yes, I'm not mistaken. I, and I know we had debated on doing another one, but I think I think the three movies we covered is a good good number. We can move on to something else. You know, give us yeah. let's us get a little variety going, so it's not just. I mean, the way the episode's spaced out, they're not coming out in blocks, and so it probably doesn't seem like it's us talking about the same shit all the time. But for us, we mean you record these. We did uh, 
What was the first one we did? Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Creature. Well, then what was the second one? The second one was uh, <laughs> Village of the Damned. Village of the Damned. I couldn't remember which order, but which. And this one that we're doing now is Invisible Man. I hope you're ready for that one at the very yeah. least. Yeah, I. I <laughs> it's going to do good to remember that one a little bit. The Invisible Man. I mean, what did what you know about the Invisible Man coming into the episode? Had you ever Nothing. seen him before? Uh, I knew that he was like one of the old, uh, the old, like you said, creature feature, black and white, you know, horror, sci-fi, science going wrong type shit. Well, this one, um, was, but I didn't know much about it. And this one's actually a little older than what. This is probably the oldest movie we've covered, I believe, on here. Oh, really? Yeah, this is 1933, and I think our earliest had kind of been like in 1952, 53, 54. I know them, I think it was like 1954. We, yeah. had, we haven't gone back this far before because even Village of the Damned was, I think, in the 50s, right? I don't even remember. Yeah. I'd have uh, us and them. I could find that real quick in my notes. but Or not us and them, but you know what I mean. Yeah. This, is, this was intended to be a follow-up to what I was reading was it was intended like kind of as a follow-up to Dracula you know, universal. had had a lot of success with Dracula and they wanted to follow that up. And, and yeah. I know a lot of these movies, I guess I just wasn't cognizant of the gap between the movies for whatever reason. I just, in my mind, especially when I was younger, I just kind of had formulated everything as being all within like this little five to ten year period, and that's not the case. Like, there's a significant time skip. You know, yeah. Like, you have the Universal monsters, the Frankenstein, Dracula, Invisible Man. Then you shoot forward twenty years, and now you have almost the creature feature, so to speak. You know, yeah. And like the shit caused by radiation or whatever, and so it was. Like I said, just didn't, for whatever reason in my mind, connect those to being like different time periods. Yeah. Um, the Invisible Man, though, I'd, I'd never seen it. Like, in a lot of my experience with a lot of these movies, like we talked about in previous episodes, isn't that I'd seen them. And, it, and that's not where my fondness of them came from. But it was come from school libraries that had books about them. And it just drew me in. And it's like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And you'd read about it and you'd read about it. And then, you know, as you get older, you get into, like, Fangoria magazine and shit like that. And then it's like, oh, hey. And then here we are now, just, you know, a couple assholes want to talk about movies. And it's like, let's go watch these movies we never seen but we know about. Yeah. And speaking of books, um, I got – I picked this book up from Barnes & Noble the other day. And I cannot remember the exact title of it. It's like – Taking Shape. No, like books from hell or something like that. Wow, that got dark. It's not. Yeah, hold on one sec. Currently, Bone's going to get his book that he had talked about. Sorry, it. It's not. He's back. It's not books from hell. It's paperbacks from hell, and it's this book about. Um, all like the the paperback like horror books that come out in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. And so that's that's pretty cool. I started looking at it a little bit, and like the first book they talked about was this. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the, the fucking book. I'm just horrible. I, I should have done better. 
but it was this book with Nazi leprechauns in it. Gestapo cons. Yeah, that's what they were called. Like, and they were just talking, about, and it wasn't, and he wasn't like a critique in the book or anything like that. It was just, it was talking about just like, because you have these off the wall books, man, where people were just writing about whatever, and it's almost like, you know, cheesy horror, which yeah. is like right up our alley. And I mean, I, I guess that'd be pretty fight, frightening, you know, if you were attacked by a bunch of Nazi leprechauns. Like fuck them bastards. Yeah, that does sound like a bad a bad night. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. But yeah. Anyways, The Invisible Man, nineteen thirty three, uh, was based on H. G. Wells' The Invisible Man. Um, and, and I'm going to call out the actors and stuff, and you know, it's not going to be for most of us. It's not going to be something like, oh, like, oh yeah, I know that person, except one person in this movie. And when I tell you what she was in, you'll be like, oh, my God, that was her. Um, but directed by James. Why don't James, we just keep it to that? <laughs> d- directed by James Well, who did Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein. So the director here has some merit. He's done some heavy hitters. Yeah. Claude Rains, who played. Uh, he was also in The Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. I, when's the last time you heard that name? Errol Flynn. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't think ever. Maybe once or twice for this. He did a lot of swashbuckling movies, and he did Robin Hood movies, and um, I want to say there was there was something else. Maybe like pirate movies. Uh, but yeah, he was a name back in the day. And then uh, he was also in Mister Smith Goes to Washington. And then you had uh, William Harrigan, but then Gloria Stewart. And you're probably like, who the fuck is Gloria Stewart? Oh, that she, does sound very familiar. That one sounds way movie. more familiar. She was in a movie in 1933. What else would I know her from? She played Rose in the Titanic. Like the old Rose. Oh, wow. That was her? Yeah. No. <laughs> she was the one that killed Leonardo DiCaprio. Look, Courtney brings that shit up all the time. She brought that shit up today. Okay. I think didn't they dispel that on Mythbusters one time though, and said that there was actually no way that they could both use it. I don't know. Probably. I mean, I the weight of both of them will probably sink it. How do you dispel that though without somebody dying? I mean, that's what was ultimately the end result of. Yeah. Although Jack, but, did, Jack did sink to the bottom of the ocean like a fucking rock. Yeah, he did. He was frozen, bro. Frozen solid from the nips down, <laughs> just a fucking ice suckle. Um, but Courtney had said something about uh, somebody had gotten stranded or some shit had happened and they were out in like open water and they were in fucking trouble. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Leonardo DiCaprio on his yacht is riding by and fucking saves them. She was like, could you imagine that? You go out to have a great time. All shit goes to hell. Now you're about to die. You're coming to grips with your death out in the middle of wherever. And then all of a sudden, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio comes and saves you. You What are the chances? You know what made that better? What's that? Is if Leonardo DiCaprio threw a fucking dresser out there into the ocean for him to float on? (laughs) I said almost the same thing. 
I was like, it'd been, I was like, been funny if he'd have, you know, broke a door off and threw it in there beside him. <laughs> we'll tow you back right on this. Dude. So, yeah. So there's like the one name that you may have, which I, I, I'd heard the name Claude Rains before, but probably in relation to this movie. Or gone to 60 seconds. What? I don't know. Anyway, you, um, did you, did I mention on the last episode? I, I know I couldn't have cause I just watched it, but, uh, that new Nicholas Cage movie, the unbearable weight of massive talent. No, I don't know if you'd mentioned it or not. I know I want to see it. Have it's good. It? Is it? Yes. You got to watch it. Cause I like Nicholas Cage. I know that yeah. he does his thing, whatever. And people look down on that, but I like Nicolas Cage, well, so this movie was fucking for me, and it was great. I love it. You know what, though? Nicolas Cage, he's made a lot of movies, and he's made some movies, right? Yeah. But Nicolas Cage just keeps doing his thing, man. You know, and he he says that he never did anything just for a paycheck, even though he had to he had to have money, you know, for uh, yeah shit. Yeah, but dinosaurs it, and shit. Yeah, but he said he didn't. You know, he didn't ever phone it in, so. You know, there's some people that get really snobby and, and they just, you know, they act all like whatever about their movies that they make and like, oh, look at me. Oh, I can't be seen doing shit like that. Yeah. Nicholas Cage looks like he's fucking having fun. So good for him. Whether or not you like his movie or not, good for Nicolas Cage. And one thing that's really funny about him is whenever he does an interview, like if you watch any of the interviews with him, whatever he's promoting, yeah. And whenever they ask, what's your favorite film you've ever done? It's always the one he just did, you know, which I know the actors do that. And it's kind of like part of the job. I'm sure to be like, Oh yeah, you got to promote. Maybe like, oh, this is like, this is different from anything I've ever done, which really means they fucking hated it, regretted yeah. it, but they still hope it does good. And you, what, and as far as I know, you don't never see Nicholas Cage come back and just shit on something either. Yeah. But you should watch that movie. Like, I know that you're going to be at a point where you're like, what do I want to watch? Watch that one. It's worth a buy. Yeah. I mean, I think. I do want to watch it. But that's whatever. Because Pedro Pascal or whatever is in there, too? Yeah. yeah. He's fucking great in that shit. I love that guy. I, you know, I text you and Josh about it, and I read that article that had popped up about Zack Snyder and Justice League and, yeah. and all that and his manipulation of social media and everything. And so I was like, you know what? Let me go back. I, I didn't never watch Zack Snyder's The Justice League, and you know, there was before a you make a full assessment. Let you go ahead and do your homework yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah. And this is the second time time I tried to watch it, and I got about an hour in, and I'm just like, I'm I'm gonna finish it at some point, but man, oh man, is that an hour? I wish I'd have done something else, like pull my toenails out with you know, pliers or something. I don't know because that was a hard hour that not a fan. Um, just, just not a fan. It, you know, seems like such a one trick pony. Um, there's always all that slow motion, but, and here's the other thing I noticed and, and I don't know that we'll ever get around to talking about this again. The, the people in the movie don't have real dialogue. They almost all speak in like phrases that are sound. They, they, they sound like they would be like the tagline on a movie poster or something. It's like, everything's yeah. sound like this epic sentence and there's nobody just being like, 
yo, I'm going to grab a Coke, man. You want something? It's like, no, I'm good, buddy, but thanks. Nothing like that where, like, real people having dialogue. Everything's, like, you know, super important, trying to sound real cool, and it's just it seems really forced and just so far not for me. Yeah. So. I hear you. But. Enough of that, I guess. Unless you got yeah. something, something else you want to talk about before we talk about the Invisible Man. Yeah, I know I've kind of knocked us off the rails a little bit with Nicolas Cage, but you got to see I, that movie. No, I mean, there's no problem. I mean, we do this all the time. You know, it gives, uh, I do want to see it, though. You know, speaking of getting off the rails, what is really funny is I was uh, telling Courtney, I was like, you know what? After doing Halloween 2 again. I was thinking it would have been really funny if whenever we did Halloween 2, we didn't even talk. At the very beginning, we said something about it. And then we didn't talk about anything having to do with any of it. And then wrapped it up at the end, like with like maybe some shit that happened at the end. A couple of little final thoughts on the actual movie, even though for two hours we didn't talk about it at all. It would have been pretty funny. Excuse me. To me. Maybe to no one else. But anyway. But The Invisible Man. And I do want to ask you this. We can save it for later or whatever, but sure. ranking these three movies that we've done. Oh, you know you, what I mean? You, you want to go ahead and hit the rankings on the front side. No, I was talking about towards the end. Okay. But I'd like to do that. I think yeah. that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, definitely. I think, And I think that's a good idea to do with like all these little blocks that we do. Where yeah. Like, hey, there's, here's the three or four movies in this block. Bam, where do you put them? Yeah. Just right off the jump, though, I will say that one thing I noticed about The Invisible Man it and The Visible Man is – it's not the oldest movie I've seen because I watched Nosferatu when it came on the last drive-in this year. But it's obviously one of the oldest movies I've ever seen. Um, they referred to – because, you know, back in the day they did the credits up front. That was, I think, a Screen yeah. Actors Guild thing or whatever it was because I remember George Lucas – got in trouble for doing the credits at the end of star wars yeah and now a whenever, big thing yeah now whenever you make like an epic movie that's where they got to go because you can't be messing up the front of your movie with words and shit no and if they were to do it like they did back in the day you would be watching the goddamn movie for 15 minutes before it actually started well yeah no shit that's right too um <laughs> they would the, have to put like a beginning credit scene just to keep you there for a minute to deal with waiting eight more minutes of credits. Right. Instead of actors and actresses, the title cards referred to them as the players. Which, yeah. And it's funny because I like that. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, because it seems like it's coming off of how plays used to be, not just connecting yeah. that word, but there's the, the players of the story or whatever, you know? For whatever reason, it reminds me of Saturday Night Live. And what I really liked about that opening credit was uh, fucking the invisible one. Like, that's what he was titled as. That's pretty cool, man. I like that a lot. I was like, yeah. damn, that's that's crazy. So, yeah, the, the, the credits, it was a little different. I think, like, when the movie opens, and I know the movie's widely regarded as a classic and I know back when it came out, you know, it was listed as like one of the best movies of the year, you know, yeah. so forth and so on. There, there's some issues I have with the movie. There's some things I like though, but like the, I do like the first scene though, when you get this tavern out in the fucking snow. Yeah. 
and then they open it up and it's like a fucking party going on. Oh, they partying in that town. Trying to keep Dude, it yeah, I, I like that for whatever reason. Like I thought, and I was hoping that I don't know for whatever reason more of the movie was like that, and it wasn't. But they come in and somebody they leave the door wide ass open. Yeah, it's like ten below out there. It's like close the fucking door, dude. No shit. Because that snow just starts pouring into that fucking building. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fucking, they're having a party, man. And then the invisible one comes in and he's all wrapped up. And I do, I like the design and, you know, it, it's plausible in this extreme cold to be wrapped up like that. So nobody would question him. He's like, oh, hey, here's this dude that's, you know, just coming out of the snow. Yeah. But, but this fucker is very demanding. Yeah. Just right off the Do you know who I am? (laughs) Yeah. And what's funny is... Oh, man. Okay. Well, that that would have been... That's too early for that conversation. I'd have to remember and come back to that one. But it is really funny that he comes in just demanding this shit from everybody. Like, I want a room. We don't have any rooms. You can get one ready. Yeah. Right fucking now, bitch. She's like, right. oh, yes, okay. He didn't like flash any money or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I could imagine if he was like, okay, here's 200 bucks. It's like, well, we'll do anything you need. But it's nothing. He's just like, yes, you will. Like, use the fucking Jedi mind <laughs> trick on her and shit. Yeah. And you, you bring up the shit about the money, but dude doesn't even have any money, apparently. Yeah. It's not <laughs> exactly. like he's got the money to pay for this room. He's like, give me a room ready. I'm not going to flash any cash because I don't have cash. And yeah. then later on, when you try to get your money, I'm going to try to strangle your husband. Exactly. It's like, damn, dude. And, and the question is, why do they wait a week to ask him? But they probably, that's been an everyday process. <laughs> Every day you get your money, he just strangles the guy. He just beat the <laughs> hell out of him, too, at that point. That's why he was all bandaged and they decided they got to call somebody about it. All right. But the the best characters in this movie, to me, anyways, are in this tavern, like at the beginning. They're the most colorful people in this movie. Yeah, like everybody in there. Once you once you get past these people, once you get past uh, the invisible ones, which I think his name is Jack. Yeah, Jack. uh, Shit, what is it? Jack Griffin. Griffin, that was it. So, his colleague uh, Kemp. Other than his one defining character trait of trying to hook up with Jack's woman, yeah, is immediately. Bland. Jack's woman is bland. Yeah. Jack's woman's father is bland. Like these characters didn't do anything to draw me in, but the people in his inn were. It, I know that it was almost at a point of like a character caricature with some of them, like with the innkeeper, and then like. The husband and everything. Yeah, the innkeeper still, was insane. But still, they were more engaging than you know the people in the back half of this movie. And you know she was bossy in her own right, but you know it's that's almost like it's a. That's what you would see, I guess. That was like the the stereotype you'd see in movies and television, right? The the bossy wife telling the kind of numbskull husband what to yeah. do. Exactly. But I did like how it opened as well. Um, how he just walks in. It's like, oh, okay. And to derail us for a second. Sure. All right. So whenever I searched it, 
uh, it pulled up the wrong movie. And I pressed play on it. And I don't even know what the fucking movie was, dude. But I watched like 10 solid fucking minutes of it. And I'm like, when does this dude turn invisible? And how does that even come into play with what has happened in the last 10 minutes? And I'm like, this has got to be the wrong fucking movie. So I tried again. I ended up renting it off of Voodoo. Man, I hope. There's Did you watch the trailer? No, I didn't. It was just I, the scene. I, I the didn't. scene you're talking about, actually. Yeah, when we do these older movies, I don't really go back and like. And I think this is actually before I said, "Let's hey, let's watch trailers and talk about trailers." Also, when yeah. I watch this, um, but uh, it it would just for whatever reason would just make me so happy to know that you watched like the 2020 or 21 invisible man. And you're like, this can't be the right movie. Yeah. And then just being full color with modern special effects. Yes. Yeah, like when did like, they get this suit from that turns you invisible? Like this looks like, when really did they have good. iPhones in 1933. Right. Oh man. But yeah, it was just a funny thing because I just watched like a lot of it. Because at first it was like I hadn't, like I said, that's the problem. I had no idea what this fucking movie was about except for there was a guy and he was invisible. And you, that and was when, it. And when you didn't see a guy on the screen, there was no way to know because he could have been invisible. It's like, is he just following this guy around though for 10 solid minutes? <laughs> Watch the whole movie. I, I expected him to pop up <laughs> at the end. He never did though. And he didn't do anything either. Yeah. It's like, Daniel, that he wasn't there. That wasn't the right movie. <laughs> it's like, well, we're talking about this one now. Dude, um, so, so Jack and Ali, in addition to being a dick and bullying the innkeeper, beating her husband and strangling him. And I think they were married, right? It was husband and wife, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's the way I took it. But this dude's up there conducting experiments and just making big ass messes. Yeah. In their room. Yep. And he's like, you got to clean that up. And he's not paying. I mean, exactly. In reality. And they're feeding him every day. Yeah. In reality, because they try to make it seem like she's almost nagging, but she's a pretty patient woman. She's yeah. let this dude live in her, her room that wasn't ready and fed him. And it's like a big, huge-ass room. Yeah. It's like a, a huge-ass office. Yeah. Enough for him to conduct ex- experiments. And then, you know, they, they end up calling the cops, and the cops come in there, and it almost... And I guess this is where, with the movie, I have some issues. Because later on, when he, he goes to talk to Kemp, you know, he's talking essentially about world domination. Yes. Right? But here in this moment, this is almost like slapstick, like, you know, uh, Three Stooges type stuff. And it's on a it's on a smaller scale. And this dude's talking about domination, but he barely got out of this scrape. No, that's what was so fucking funny is he's like, oh, yeah. And everyone is fucking scared shitless of him. It's literally a naked nerd standing in front of you. <laughs> you don't know shit about shit. Boop that motherfucker. Swing until you feel something. Find out where his face is and start punching. I mean, like, it's crazy because it's like, what? And 
it was just really funny because there's a couple of times where it was like, do you will do what I say right now? And they were like, oh, my God, he's invisible. And I'm scared. I'm going to do it. And it's like, don't drive off a cliff, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, his aspirations didn't line up with the results he was actually getting, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. talking about bringing nations oh. to their knees. And you can't even bring this tavern to its knees. You know what's really funny? You referred it to it as uh, Three Stooges because of the air and everything. But it's more like Pinky at the Brain, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to dominate the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's like, nah, maybe not. I'm not even going to be able to get out of this fucking snow town. <laughs> no shit. So, we're, we're led to believe, though, that the whatever process that made him invisible also caused him to be unstable. Yeah, the, 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 the chemical mixture has got him going a little wonky, too. Little bonkers. Oh, and, and that's where and the guess, world domination comes in. Yeah, like, I if guess, he thought about it for a second, he's like, "Why am I trying to dominate the world just because I'm invisible?" It's like uh, when Han Solo come out of in Return of the Jedi when he come out of the carbonite, and yeah. he's like, "What? Luke's a Jedi?" And he's talking about all these different things. He's like, "I'm out of it for a while," and everybody has delusions of grandeur. Yeah, that's that's this dude. You know, he's he's having these delusions. Yeah, but just I guess like if he was invisible, you know, normally I think when like when people think about like oh if I was invisible, you know, I could do this and this, and you think about all the cool things. Yeah, but I imagine it could be pretty. It's got to be pretty taxing on the mind. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like you wouldn't know if you were clean. Right, well, I guess dirt would show up on your skin, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, and they and they pointed this out later in the movie, all the different things that would happen, and like you don't even, I never even thought about those things when you're like being invisible. Like, it doesn't seem like it'd be that great, first off, because it seems like every little thing that happened, you know, it would show up on you. Yes. But then, just the drawback of it, you can't see, um, or you can't see your body, and while the idea of being invisible sounds cool, like. It's got to be something that would just make you go fucking nuts. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And like uh, he says when he's talking to his dude that um, his forced assistant. <laughs> yeah. Um, that it was hard walking upstairs, walking up and down stairs because you don't realize how much you look at your feet when you're walking. And if you can't see them, it's hard to judge. I like that little touch. Yeah. And he's talking about, you know, he can't. Be like a where the air's like smoky and shit like that, and all these different things, or in the snow or in the rain. Yeah, can't uh, he don't want anybody to be around him after an hour of eating or something like that, so it yeah. can digest. So your plans of world domination hinge on you digesting your food and it being perfect weather. <laughs> exactly. It's like the, his entire fucking empire is like construction. It starts raining. It's like, ah, uh, we're rained out today. We'll, right. t- we'll try again tomorrow. Like, ooh, there's snow. Like, you're not going to be able to take over any tropical areas because your feet are going to show up in the sand. Yeah, you're completely screwed. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but I could see where being invisible would would probably have that effect on you and make you go crazy. 
Just, yeah. And then you got to walk around naked all the time, too. That would suck. A lot of people don't think about that. And, and that's not, what I liked a lot, too. She talked about being cold, you know? Mm-hmm. And not so much maybe even the naked part as much as the barefooted part. Because f- I know some people can run up and down fucking roads barefooted. Not me. Like, the bottom of my feet are sensitive. Yeah. I, had a, I had a cousin that run down to a dirt road barefooted. Dude, man, I was tippy-toeing down that motherfucker like, ah, ah. Well, yeah, those dirt roads are a motherfucker, though, because they're dirt with rocks on them. Yeah. So it's not like, I, if it was just straight dirt, that would be all right. But this I'm is just not saying, the way it is some, peop- some people would do it, man. Um, oh, I know. Like I, I watched one of these survival shows. I didn't. I didn't actively watch it because you could. I just. And maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like it was scripted and less authentic. But the dude walked around barefooted in the fucking show. Yeah. And it's have you like, never watched Naked and Afraid? No. Well, I mean, yeah, they're all barefooted. Like, well, I was talking so. about dual survival when the one guy in the show walked around barefooted. Oh, well, I was just saying that, like, yeah, you see that on those survival shows. And I, and I agree. I'm like, how the fuck are they walking around the Amazon barefooted right now? And if you have to walk around barefooted, and maybe we're getting too deep into the the nuances of being invisible and overthinking it. But since it got brought up and since it was addressed in this movie, the bottom of your feet get dirty pretty easily. Very quickly, especially it's, if you're walking around barefooted all the time. It seems like that would be a, a dead-ass giveaway. That, and as he pointed out, your dirty-ass nails. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just too many things going on for to be invisible, to be a viable thing. Yeah, seriously. And that's so, what's so funny about him talking about world domination type shit. It's like, look, hold on. So what do you do to get world domination? You go to the United Nations building and take it over? I mean, what do you do there? You know, because you're one guy. Do you yeah. have to go to the center of it all? Okay, well, you're there. They evacuate other people you haven't killed because you're a fucking maniac. And then they bomb the building and rebuild. Like, <laughs> what can you do? You're just fucking invisible, bitch. Like, that's it. It's not like you have this power, like some kind of super villain that could destroy the earth or, or do something bad enough to for them to give you power. Yeah. You're just invisible, bruh. You just fucked up your mixture, man. <laughs> and, and how? Right? Well, I guess he succeeded. He wanted to do it, but you get what I mean. Well, how would he get to those places either? I mean, if he has to fly or take a boat. Yeah, exactly. Or anything. I mean, yep. you're not going to sneak through a fucking crowded ass airport, even if you are invisible. Because <laughs> he just walks through, pushes his way through, and he goes to a pilot. And he's like, you would fly me to the United Nations building now. It's like, you get a ticket? You will fly me. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't have a plane ready. You will get a plane ready. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, so, anyways, uh, let me. I'm going to circle back to this because I, I had something else I was going to say. And I just saw it in my notes when we were first talking about the, the chemical, like, altering his mind and making him uh, lose his shit. But at one point, like, when he's, I guess – Exiting and you know from the tavern or whatever, and he's running up and down the fucking roads. He flips a baby carriage or stroller or whatever, yeah. dude. So it's like you're a child. That might be the most evil thing he did. Yeah, it is funny because like after they, because you had said something about they had like called the police to come up there and like the locals to come in there and be like, hey, get this guy out of my fucking place. He's crazy. And then he reveals that he's invisible and has like a straight up fucking. 
Freddy Krueger moment where he's just like, <laughs> like that crazy giggly laughter and doing all yeah. kind of weird shit and then runs through him. And now to the point where you're talking about where he's running out down the street, just fucking all kinds of different shit up. And yeah, the baby carriage was one of them. He was pretty, uh, pretty cruel for that one. You know, it, it seems like too, that if you're wanting to get away with shit and you want the element of surprise and, and all these other things to work in your favor that maybe you just don't announce to everybody that you're the invisible man. I know. Right. And it is funny because it's like he thought that this whenever he was unraveling for the first time, and now obviously he thought right, but I'm just saying it's like unraveling for the first time. And then he's like, I'm just going to scare these people and they're not going to know what to do. They're going to be so frightened. Like I said, he was correct. And it just been funny if the cop would have been like, oh, shit, he's invisible. Just shot him in the face because <laughs> he is still fully clothed. You can see everything shoot above the shoulders in the middle. And problem solved. Or run and fucking dive on him and cuff him or whatever. He's still fucked. He's just invisible. He has no power, you know? But I guess in the 30s, people were worried about invisible people. So I guess I can't relate to that fear. I guess, but I I don't know, man. Like I said, there's just. I, I will say this about the movie, though. Claude Rains is like, he, he makes the character work, the way yeah. he's acting. Especially considering that you're not really, like, he's not able to use facial expressions or anything like that. Like, all the tools that most actors rely on, right? Yeah. So he's playing a dude that you can't see, but he's still fucking giving a great performance while he's doing it. Yeah. And just, like, he's eating up the scenery there, but, yeah, he... I don't know. It just, it seems like, and I guess it's, you know, 2022, it's easy to go back and point out the flaws in your, you know, invisible man take over the United Nations plan. Yeah. But yeah, he, he leaves and he goes and he visits Kemp and like you said, forces him to be his assistant. Yeah, exactly. He flees the fucking, the bar or whatever, the saloon type shit. And goes to his buddy and says, hey, buddy, guess what? There's good news and bad news. <laughs> good news is I'm alive. Bad news right. is you're my slave. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he, get, he tells, and he essentially lays out all his weaknesses for Kemp. Yeah. <laughs> what? Shut up, dude. What are you doing? And then, you know, hatches this plan to, like, kill people. Yeah. But, like... Hey, that shit he- went so dark so quick because it seems like he might have had Kemp's attention for about three seconds. Yeah. And then he's like, well, yes, we'll have to massacre some people. Sure. Wreck a couple trains. Maybe we'll see how things go in the first phase. But then eventually the world domination. That's the goal. Kemp's just like, what the fuck? He, he did say something about re- wrecking trains, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, all it takes is my invisible fingers around the throat or some shit. How are you going to get off the fucking train? You retard. No, 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 no. He does it at the station where it's like they train, they uh, change tracks and shit. He goes there to do it. But still, you know, he still wrecks the thing and it explodes and all kind of crazy shit right beside where he fucking did all of that. Yeah. But it's just like, 
Wow. It's interesting. So yeah. Kemp's obviously like, what? Okay, I'll agree. You crazy guy. I won't turn on you, I promise. Yeah. Like he yeah, he, he forces Kemp into service, but let's yeah. Kemp go about his own way at night and stuff and yeah, expects like, Kemp not to tell on him. And then he gives Kemp his laundry list of weaknesses. He's like, Yeah, you know, I, I can't I can't work when it's raining. Because, you know, obviously you'd see the water splash down on me. I yeah. can't work in the snow because you'd see my footprints. I can't work when it's, you know, smoky outside because the smoke would give away my silhouette or whatever. You yeah. know, I, I can't uh, I can't work right after I eat because the food's got to digest. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay. It's like you can't. Fucking work after you eat. You can't work during, you know, stormy times. You can't be seen. What can you do, motherfucker? <laughs> and, and why do you want to take over the world? What do you Seriously. plan on gaining out of it? Because you can't, you can't fucking do anything. I know, right? I don't understand that either. Like, I don't know. You, like the, the chemical or whatever that was in the invisible formula has really done a number on this dude to where he's just gone off the fucking rails and he's not yeah. thinking clearly. But yeah, he, it's like Kemp immediately fucking narks on him. And I can't remember oh, yeah. when does, when does he talk to uh, his fiance or girlfriend or whatever? Whenever he's talking to her, like we have to just forget about him. He's gone or whatever. Is it, I know he talks to her at the very end, but did he talk to her before that? Are you talking about the invisible man? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what happens is when he first gets with Kemp, he's like, we got to go back to the saloon to get my my shit that I left. They go get that. And it's funny because Kemp's like, it's after 8 o'clock. It's after 8 p.m. What are you thinking? And it's like, I don't give a fuck. Let's do it. And then by the time they get back, he's going to sleep. But then he calls the girlfriend and he calls the girlfriend's dad and then tells them, come over now. And then he calls the police. So whenever they come over, she talks to him then for very briefly. And then the police show up. And what was it in the police? Didn't they like form hands across America or some shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, yeah. What, what, what in theory is not a bad plan yeah. because like, if you've got this place around it and you've formed this like <laughs> human fence, that's going to slowly constrict in towards a center point. Yeah. Yeah. You think they would be able to, you know, figure out what's going on. Yeah. I like that touch. And I like the, like the net touch for inside a room to know if they were alone or not sweeping the room with that net. Yeah. Which though still didn't apparently fucking work because they found out everything. And you know, yeah, I'm not even gonna try to do an invisible man impersonation. Cause yours is just so good. But yeah, he, he tells Kemp like he's going to kill him. He's like, you know, this is the last thing I'm going to do. Aside from world oh, domination, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you because you betrayed me. You just made the top of my list, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you? And I know, I know you didn't. And, and I know Josh didn't because, you know, if I tell Josh about it, Josh is going to be like, I'm not going to watch that. But the show Firefly. Uh, no, I don't think that. No, 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 and no, I can't, no I'm not going to watch that. I can't remember. No, <laughs> Well, I can't remember if it was in the show or if it was in the movie, but there's a scene where, like, the pilot, and I can't remember his fucking name now, the actor. I'm just, Jesus. Philion? No, Philion was the captain. 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen the show. I could see where it'd be uh, good. I know it's got a good following and shit, and people yeah. were disappointed. But the 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 pilots playing with a, a dinosaur and another little toy or whatever. And it, at one point, he says, um, "Curse your um, inevitable betrayal" or some shit like that. You know, and that's that's kind of like what this is here. It's like you know, curse your, you know, like. Ah, I'm surprised by your inevitable betrayal, which I knew was coming. Yeah. It's like, what do you think was going to happen? Exactly. And, but then, like I said, they, they do the net and it's a good idea. But it still doesn't fucking work because apparently the dude's still listening in through the door or some shit. Yep. And, and it's like, funny because... Huh? No, go ahead. Yeah, it's funny because whenever he goes to threaten him, he, he he's very... He has a hell of a schedule he's trying to keep up with. Because he's like, all right, look, and we have to talk about his day too with this. But at ten thirty, he's gonna have he's gonna kill this guy, right? He tells him, he says that uh, no matter what happens at ten thirty tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. And it's really funny. No, no, because, do it, do it in the voice. Oh man, what you said, I did a good impression. I fucking don't remember how I was doing it. <laughs> I'll probably it'll probably come organically later, maybe. But um. But anyway, it's really fucking funny because he threatens this fucking guy. And then he goes on about his plan. That whole day is straight full of him fucking massacring people. Because uh, the first couple things he did was uh, pushing. He, no, he did that later. But he was doing something. He was killing people. And then he ends up going to the train station and going through with that plan and killing a bunch of people on the station or at, on the train. And, uh, and, and, stalks his prey <laughs> long enough to find out the whole plan and then he still ends up right behind him in his car yeah at 2 30 or, or at 10 or what the fuck ever escapes the fucking the 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 human you know chain or whatever yeah because he said he was listening to him the whole fucking time he was beside him the whole time yeah escapes that but like and it's I'd watched the movie um, probably about a month ago or so. Yeah. Because we, we had thought we were going to record this a little earlier, but, you know, life happens. And, you know, I mean, Daniel's like an international playboy. He's got a busy schedule. I'm yeah, just it's a regular, hard to work around. I'm just a regular old piece of shit. You know, I go to work, I come home, I sit here, and I, I stare at my computer screen waiting for Daniel to come home before I can do anything. Yeah. So, you know, like for 20 days a month, I just sit here in this chair looking at my screen waiting for Daniel to pop up on Discord. Like, yay. But anyways, we, we were going to try to record this earlier. So I watched it a while back, so it's hard for me to remember some of it. But what was the point in killing the people on the train again? Oh, just because he's crazy. That's, that's his way on his he way to world domination. Didn't make any demands. He's just like, nope. Let me derail a train. Let me off 300 people. Yeah. Because he, he was building the fear about the invisible man. That's what it was. But... That's that's all working up to world domination, and I'm, I'm trying. Hell, I just watched the movie, and I can't remember what the hell he did before that because he was killing people, but I forget how. I forgot how it was, but hold on, there's a kill in this thing that we got to talk about. We sure. went right over. It's whenever he kills the fuck his first kill. He kills that like cop or whatever. He like does something, knocks him out to where he falls, and then he like hits him with like a chair 
in the head very slight, like very lightly. Do you remember? Well, you said it's been a while, but yeah. anyway, it was really funny because it was like, they just knock him out? And then the next report, which is something else I want to talk about, uh, like the n- next news report was that he had killed uh, an officer from that town. The Invisible Man is real, and he killed this whatever, right? And it surprised me. I'm like, he killed him off of that shit? Maybe he is amazing. Maybe he is super strong, but they didn't show any super strength at all for this guy. He's yeah. literally just invisible and crazy. I the only person I really thought he killed was the baby. <laughs> After that, that's all you remembered. Well, just because he flipped that fucking carriage or stroller or whatever the hell it's called, like yeah. these other things that he did, like you know, it part of it seems like a clown show, and then part of it. Like I said, then then you get them fucking knocking trains off the track, and I, I don't yeah. even I don't even know how he pulled that off because it seems like somebody would have been able to catch that shit. Well, I don't either. He, what what it is is he went into like the uh, controller, right? Okay, and in the room that controls and talks to the fucking trains and changes their tracks, and he like changed the track that they were on at the last minute. To go into something that had something on it. So they ran into it. Oh. Like into another train and the shit exploded and shit, right? But that's how he did that. But his timing is perfect because he had all these other things happening, but he was still having to stalk his buddy yeah. at the same fucking time. Oh, he had, he had a schedule to keep. Yeah, I know, right? And, but yeah, like we discussed about the buddy, he ends up fucking getting his ass anyway. Cause the cop's plan was to sneak him away from his house. To sneak him back to his house and leave from there. That was the plan. The Invisible Man could have just been late. <laughs> no. And he could have just showed up and been like, oh, there he is. Why is he in a cop uniform? Whatever. It's almost 1030. It's time to kill his ass. Or whatever, you know? Dude, so he drove the guy off a cliff, right? No. He was did. <laughs> was it? Did the car not go off the cliff? Am I just it not- did go off the cliff. But it's just funny because, like, the guy's just sitting there. He hasn't knocked him out. He hasn't tied him up. He's just fucking sitting in the passenger side letting this shit happen. Because, yeah, he is, like, driving it towards or whatever, but then he jumps out. Like, why didn't the other guy jump out? Why did he allow all of these <laughs> things to happen? It seems like, it seems like he could just put his foot on the brake. I know, right? I mean, like, if you're going to kill me, you're going to have to do it yourself. I'm not driving off this fucking cliff. Yeah. I'm, look, I already told you I don't want to work for you anymore. I'm not going to do this last little thing for you. <laughs> right. Drive myself to my death. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that's... Dude. Oh, man. Because that's, like that's like the last thing he does, right? He... I can't remember. Does he get hurt or anything? or The invisible one? Yeah. No, bro. His ass fucking... No, I know he ends, he, up in the, he ends up in the barn. And I think that's right after he kills the guy. Yeah. Because he ain't got nowhere else to go at yeah. this point. And so he goes and he takes a... And like people... And here's, I guess, another... And it ends up being like another issue I have with the movie. And once again, it's it's hard to... Well, it's easy, I guess, in 2022 to critique something that came out back then. But it's kind of hard to let these things go when the movie's has such like a high regard as it does. Yeah. It's like all these people have tried to catch him and he's managed to avoid all these people 
they had solid plans for catching him, and then he just gets caught on fucking happenstance. Yes, exactly. Just because he needed he needed some R and R. Yeah, he fucking falls asleep, and the dude notices that the haze like off or something. He's like, "There's breathing in my barn, right?" And then they fucking show up and you know take this dude out. Yeah, it's just funny because it's like, oh, and it was snowing, so it was like a, a, a couple of great things were happening in that moment. But yeah, it's funny because. Like, like I said, it needs some R and R. So his ass is just going to crash out in this barn. Hey, I get it, man. Whatever. You found a place that you can do your thing. You're having to walk around invisible in this snowstorm, you know, so do your thing. But it is funny because it's like, you should be such a light sleeper, especially just throwing this out there because you have no fucking eyelids. <laughs> right? You should see whatever objects in the room are changing. Even if you were to go into some type of trance while you're sleeping. You know, things in the room are moving at this point. And this, I, I, I swear to God, I thought it would be so great if they ended this movie with the old man coming in and going to gather hay and stabbing this motherfucker. <laughs> That'd have been, he is definitely not up for world domination. No, but yeah, you, you brought that up and I didn't even think about that. The fact that he has no, well, he has eyelids, but they're invisible. So it's like he doesn't have eyelids. Exactly. Like, how are you fucking sleeping? And maybe that's why he's just off the rails. It's because he's not getting any fucking sleep. That's why he's so goddamn cranky. <laughs> yeah. But dude, yeah, it's like I said, it, the movie in this sense is all over the place to me. Cause you have the invisible man who's wanting to try to do like these global things. And on some level, you know, he's, he's outwitting the police. He's, Accomplishing things that, you know, you shouldn't be able to, but since you're invisible, you can. But then, like, you're undone by the silliest fucking things. Like, he was almost done in the fucking tavern. Yeah, exactly. And then you're in this barn, and you're fucking sleeping in the hay, and they find you out, and... How did they end up killing? When did it happen? He got shot, didn't he? Yeah. What happens? Yes. Uh, the uh, he's and he sleeps through this goddamn guy being in there fucking around, and then the guy has time after this. I mean, farmers do get up early. Yeah. To go to the police station, then get hundreds of men to completely surround the barn, and show up. So they finally get there, and then he's like, "Wait, oh shit." Something's happening. He hears something and it wastes him up. Maybe a gunshot or whatever. What's there all like in position? And he comes out. Uh, no, hold on. They, no, no, no. They lit the barn on fire. They lit the barn on fire. The smoke was all in the barn. He comes out the front. They watch the trail of, uh, footprints through the snow and then they shoot him because he's just walking straight forward, a motherfucker. But whenever they shoot him, he falls over and then that's that. He's in the hospital. And, let me go back to one thing, okay? The news travels so fast. I've touched on it, but the news travels so fast in this town because literally the paper boy had the newest issue out. Like, I think that this might have been an editing fuck up because the newest, the, the paper boy had the newest issue out. Like, Invisible Man kills cop, right? And then. They put it out and then they act like it's the same fucking night whenever they come back to the invisible man doing some other shit. Yeah. And it's like, and it just kept happening like that. Or it's like, as soon as something happened, everyone in that fucking 
surrounding areas knew about it. Like somebody's like sending crows left and right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was just very funny to me how quickly the news traveled. But um, but anyway, and how they treat psychopaths that are dying. Like literally, it turned into the end of a war movie where your hero is in the bed and yeah, fucking on his last moment, you need to send the the the, the lady character, you know, his partner in. So they can have their moment. Like, dude, what? What? <laughs> right. He's in a this comfortable guy. bed, head elevated and shit. It's like, why are they doing this? This dude murdered 200 yes. passengers on a train. Uh, a cop we think got murdered. And a baby that we know just got flipped on his fucking head. And it's like. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Uh, we got to have this touching moment between this, this uh, psycho and his. Girlfriend, fiance, whatever it was. I know, right? And it was just so funny because it's like I meddled with things I shouldn't have, men shouldn't meddle with. Yeah. And, um, and then he dies and then he comes back. He's, he's back visible again. But it was so funny because I was wondering if they were just going to have him fade in, but then they do the skeleton first and yeah. then they have him come back like that. But it is funny because this guy. Like obviously he did all of the acting in the actual, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is really funny because like the only time he's seen at all on film, he's laying playing dead. You know, I thought that was pretty funny. But I did. Yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting ride. What was it like? A an hour and eight minutes or something like that. It's it's very short. It, maybe an hour and nineteen. I'm not sure. The I thought the I thought the special effects were pretty good, especially given the time. Like it's eighty nine years ago, bro. Yeah, you're making footprints in the snow and Yeah. Like when he's unbandaging himself and everything. That was all that all looked cool. Like even now, like you look at it as like, oh wow. You know, it's still because it's practical effects too, so it's no CGI. So like yeah. somebody had to figure out how to do this. And it looks good. Um the the special effects hold up this story to me, like doesn't like I said, I pointed out like inconsistencies with it to me. Yeah. At least things I have issue with. Um, you know, I, I feel like, and I think maybe, and I haven't watched it yet, so I may be misspeaking, but I feel like maybe that's where the newer Invisible Man um, probably excels. Is I think it's just a revenge story, but it's smaller scale. It's not this dude like, you know, fighting with the Keystone Cops, but then talking about global domination and, yeah, exactly. You know, it feels like it wants the story to be bigger than what it is. And whereas, you know, Dracula might be this, and I don't even want to say global terror because even Dracula wasn't that right. But Dracula is like the terror of Transylvania. And then you have like Godzilla is the terror of Tokyo and things like that. Those yeah fit in that scale this you know would have fit to me in that that small town or that town or whatever it was or even even maybe even the city you'd have fit in that context but trying to go bigger than that i think your aspirations got bigger and i think the story suffered for it too i think you kind of lost steam trying to tell they made him too crazy like and i think that that's what they were they we want the audience to know that this guy's lost his fucking mind world domination makes no fucking sense he's crazy but yeah, I do agree that if they could have dialed it down a little bit to like, 
England domination, maybe? Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe maybe start with, you know, a colony or something. <laughs> this tavern. Yeah. Let's try to get this tavern locked down before we decide to spread out. Yeah, really. And that was my other thing. Like, outside of the Invisible Man or the Invisible One or Jack Griffin or whatever – the the patrons at the bar were the most interesting character at the tavern. Those yeah, were, they really were. Those were the most colorful people. Everybody else, you know, like, give or take, whatever. Um, Hell, even the people at the bank, whenever he robbed the bank, and there was just a floating drawer full of fucking money just fought, walking through the goddamn bank that no one noticed. But then he throws it all out in the street, and everyone, it's more of that feeling of the tavern with the people, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, I was going to say too. Since you brought it up, you know, if you rob it, there's so like all the things that you could do while you're invisible. But what's the point in robbing a bank? You can't spend the fucking money. Yeah, I know, right? You can't just walk up to somebody and like pull your your wallet because you're not going to be wearing pants anyways. So I don't know. Yeah, he like, just walks up to some random person. He's like, "You are going to be my new bank teller now. I will give you bundles of money. You will go deposit them for me." You'll buy my groceries, drop them off at yep. my door, pay my bills. It's like, I'm just passing through town, mister. I'm just bringing some some packages a couple towns over. I don't right. know. You're looking, for, you're looking for someone down the street. I'm not from here. It's like, you you're did looking, not hear me correctly. You will now be my slave. You're looking for Kemp. He yeah. does that shit. He lets yeah. anybody tell him what to do. Matter of fact, I remember one time this guy told him, how they were going to take over the world, and he told them all his weaknesses. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, and and this isn't related to the movie. It's just something that you brought up, and I I was thinking about this earlier, and I actually talked about it with somebody at work when you were talking about the movie being like eighty nine years ago or whatever. Yeah, I saw a post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I don't know one of those, one of the socials. One of the socials that Courtney should manage for us. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Lost Boys, thirty-five years old. That is crazy, huh? Yeah, such man. a classic. And you're just like, how old am I? Which forty-two is the answer, but you know, and how old yeah. are you, Daniel? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah, it's thirty-seven in like a 30. month. But I'm just saying, like, all these things that, like, in our mind are probably like, this came out just yesterday. I know, right? Shit that you grew up on. It's just like, man, what? And now I kind of know probably how my parents felt when, you know, I was coming up and, like, you like, with new music and movies and stuff. And they're just like, eh, I don't get it. It's not, not necessarily movies, but, like, with music, you know. Yeah. You just kind of be like, oh, you know, I, maybe I'm just out of touch now. But although I will say, yeah, um, I had Bailey for the summer, or well, for a couple of weeks during the summer, I had her in two different times where she uh, had visited. Yeah, but she she was listening to Guns N' Roses one day. There you go. I was, I was listening because I got her some AirPods for her birthday, and I'm like, wait a minute, what are you listening to? She's like, Guns N' Roses? And I'm like, yes, finally. Yep. It's the little wins, right? Yeah. It's like I thought it was going to be, you know, Taylor Swift just from here on out. But no, she was uh, 
she was listening to some other things and uh, you know she likes Stranger Things so she started listening to that Kate Bush song running up the yeah. hill and then you know I, I I imagine that she'll probably make her way to Metallica at some point and at least yeah. listen to Master of Puppets and, which is you know cool hell yeah it's cool man give her Does, the first four albums to listen to doesn't she doesn't tell me these things you know she just I just find out about it yeah, because I can hear it because she's got it so loud. I guess and I'm like, oh hey, hey see, neat. you should open up to her and be like, hey babe, did you like this? I know it's like real rocky, but did you think it was a pretty cool song? Oh, you did. That's Metallica. And see, if you get in front of this thing, you can direct her towards the good albums. <laughs> Keep her away. You know from, what I mean? Uh, in, in my opinion. Like, you know, and then here's like, Saint yeah, Anger. We don't might, listen to that. Someone might tell her to start with Saint Anger. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, she, so we did. Um, and we'll circle back to our final thoughts on the Invisible Man. I just want to, just while we're talking or whatever. Um, did you ever play Until Dawn? Uh, uh-uh. I, I think I started it maybe. But I don't think that no. So no, I don't think that I played that one. They no, I didn't. They had made some games after that that were like you know little horror cinematic games. Um, Man of Medan, Little Hope, House of Ashes. But they had just released a new one that was a spiritual successor to Until Dawn called The Quarry. Yeah, and you just got like David Arquette, Justice Smith, um, the the um, girl from. The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. I'm trying to remember her fucking name. But anyways. Oh, I didn't I see that show. Oh. Well, I, I watched it because Bailey liked it when she was younger. Yeah, anyways, I think so. Anyways, so I had picked it up on Xbox, you know, because I enjoyed it until dawn, and I bought the other games, even though I still need to play them. Well, Bailey was over, and so she started it, and she played it. And she was... She was so bad because when she finished, she still did better than I did on my first playthrough until dawn. Because when I first played until dawn, I only had two people survive. Yeah. So she played the quarry and she had three people survive, and she was mad because she could she didn't save them all. And she had, and one of them, and I knew she was making a bad choice when she was playing. And spoiler alert: if you haven't played it, um, but there was a scene in the game where she, uh. You, there's an option to look at a, a trap door or I think it might've been like an attic door. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, I know. I didn't tell her, but I'm like, I know how this is going to end because I did made the same mistake and until dawn and I opened up a fucking trap door and got killed. So she chooses to open that attic door and her character gets killed and she gets so mad. And then at the very end of the game, why didn't you warn her? Nah, you got life lessons, buddy. And then at the end of the game, she had uh, she had messed up, and so like, oh, Sam Raimi's in the game. That's right, he's a character in there. And at the end of the game, he's like driving a getaway car or something. Not a getaway car, but he's driving a car. They're trying to like catch a werewolf or some shit. I can't remember exactly. But she messed up, and the werewolf rips his head off while he's driving. Wow! <laughs> and the car crashes. And then she loses two more characters because one of them dies in the crash and the other one uh, dies from wounds sustained. But then she turned around and she played until she started playing again. She replayed the quarry. I don't know if she uh, finished it or not. Yeah. But I was like, well, hey, if you like that, you know, you should play until dawn. 
so she started playing it. I did help. I will say this. I did help her a little bit at the end, but it only helped her because she made it to the very end of the game and hadn't lost anybody. Yeah. And, and you were invested like, holy shit, you're, you're about to do this. Let me help yeah. you. How many people did she lose after you helped her? Oh, you liar. No, she, she at to, least lost one because uh-huh. of your ill, ill, ill thought decisions making. She, she's got the trophy. She got the trophy for me, man, where like everybody lived. I know the reason I helped her is because there's like in that game, um, What's that actor's dude? The actor that was in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. How do you say his uh, name? Rami Malik. Yeah, I think so. There's only one way to save his character in a game, and if you miss it, and you've got to find his journal, and if you don't find it, then he dies. No matter what decision you make after that, and yeah. that's literally the only thing you can do to save him is to find this one journal. And so I made sure she found that. But yeah, like she got to the end and like I remember when I played because at the very end of Until Dawn, there's a scene where Hayden Panettiere's character is you're having to be still and like PlayStation has a motion controller. So you have to sit there and hold the controller very still. Yeah. And I had the bright idea like I'll set this motherfucker on my leg so it doesn't move. And it vibrated so hard on my leg that it moved and she died. Wow. Because I was going to have three people live. But then she fucking blew up in the house. So, fucked it up. Yeah, but yeah, she she did that, and it was. I mean, that was cool. So like, she's getting into some, you know, things now. So that's nice to see. Hell yeah, it's always nice. Although she did watch this show called The Outer Banks like thirty fucking times when she was here. I think I've heard of that, but I have no idea what that is. The only Outer Banks I knew about was Wicked Tuna Outer Banks. With her fishing off the coast of Lake Carolina. Yeah. And then, because my uh, Broncos and Outer Banks edition, Bailey thought I had a sticker because of the show. And I'm like, no. No. It's not a sticker from the show. That's just the Outer Banks edition Ford Bronco. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, we saw a Bronco over there at Best Buy today. We went to PetSmart. You're like, oh, Billy's home. That's what Courtney said. She said, oh, shit, he up in Best Buy chilling? Well, I was in town Thursday, and then I left Friday morning. Oh, okay. And I was at Best Buy Thursday. You having an attack by Cujo? You about to die? No, they might have started playing that game again, and Hazel's uh, crazy when we play. What day did y'all go by Best Buy? Crazy. Well, today. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't today. It, it, you, it wasn't you. No, I was, I was at my Best Buy here. And the... The t- plate said like juicy booty or something, so I didn't think that was. That you. is my plate. How'd you oh, know? It was you? Yeah, I didn't fucking should have guessed. Yeah, my little narrow Hank Hill ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. So aside from that, you know, and Daniel, I mean, we didn't talk about this on air, but yeah, you had a little trip too this past week. You went to Atlanta, right? Yeah, I went to Atlanta, saw Third Eye Blind, and it was. Awesome. I've seen several bands that's that were you know they were big twenty thirty years ago, and not all of them hold up. But but Third Eye Blind was amazing. That shit did hold up. They were good. Was it just them, or was somebody with them? Uh, they had. Um, I was actually trying to think of the name of the band, uh, the first opening band because they were good. There were some kids from uh, Australia, and I don't remember their name, but it was Silver Chair. No, I wasn't him. I definitely would have remembered that name. 
but and then the, the next band was uh taking back sunday dude you know and what? Then I, had, I never heard anything from them i thought that i had and i was like i'm sure i'll recognize something as they're playing it i ain't never heard that band in my life well before you shit on them because i'm about to tell off on myself you know because i had my phase where i listened to a lot of emo yeah Taking Back Sunday was my favorite emo band. I didn't know that Taking Back Sunday was there. I would have liked to have seen. I mean, I'd still like to see Taking Back Sunday. I'm not gonna lie. I like. I like yeah. their last album they'd come out with, Tidal Wave. Yeah, I didn't know any of the songs, well, and I was mean? like, "What?" Because I never, I wasn't into the the emo shit too much, you know. Well, I mean, did you like any of what you heard then? I wasn't really into that whole deal, so I wasn't acceptable or susceptible to like, you know, whatever. So I was just kind of there. It it, it sounded all right, you know. They did a good job at making music, but <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. I was excited whenever it was time for uh, Pearl Jam for uh, Third Eye Blonde to come on. Man, but it was pretty yeah. awesome. It was real cool. That's cool. Yeah, I noticed too. There's a there's actually a few acts that come through Tyler. There's this this bar or club or whatever here, I guess it's a decent size. I haven't been to it, but it's, I think it's supposed to be like a country bar, but they have like hip hop and rock bands and shit come through and stuff too. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of keep an eye on that. Cause that seems like it'd be one of those things where I can catch some of these bands that, you know, like the Nixons had come through. You remember the Nixons? Oh, dude, I love the Nixons. That would have been awesome. Yeah, and I didn't find out about it until it was almost too late, and so I couldn't really go because I think I just picked up Bailey. But it was the Nixons and um... – oh, fuck, I can't remember who the other band was. But I do remember the Nixons. Yeah, I like the Nixons. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to kind of keep it Hayden on Hayden was conceived to the Nixons. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Josh have to tell you that story. Was Josh there? What is this? Is getting weird. That's that's for the next episode. That's for the, so the viewers or the listeners come back. All right. No, it was whenever we were roommates. Josh lived. It was me, Josh, Aaron, and Kathleen and Courtney. Yeah. Like, cause uh, we had lived there, and Courtney lived with a couple of other friends, and then she ended up moving in. But originally, it was those four, and uh, <laughs> it was at the beginning of our relationship. You know what I mean? So like. You know, we were excited youngsters. Was so whenever we go into the back room, you know, to my room, we would jam the radio. And it was always Baton Rouge was the start of it because it jammed out real loud on their first album. And then it played through the album while we did our thing or whatever. But so Josh was like, dude, you have ruined the, the Nixons for me. You know, it's like I could never look at them the same way again. Wow. But that's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, speaking of, I guess, stories about our children, too, I'll I'll say this one last thing about Bailey, and then we can wrap it up. I just, because I don't know, for whatever reason, you uh, knocking boots with Courtney while listening to the Nixons and conceiving Hayden. I don't know why it made me think of this, because it's not the same. But, you know, Bailey's middle name is River. Yeah. And it it was a name I'd picked out. And... I just like the name. And I remember like when me and her mom were, you know, trying to figure out the name because it was like a back and forth about it. Right. And Bailey, like, I think we had had a name we had originally decided on for the first name. And I was just like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, the main name I want is, is river. But I gave her like, um, jokingly, and I took this shit 
straight from fucking Seinfeld. I gave her a list of names to choose from for the middle name. Yeah. And it was Bailey, not Bailey, but it was River, Soda, and Seven. Yeah. <laughs> and Bailey was telling, we were talking about it the other day, and she's like, yeah, Mama told me that uh, the other names you'd picked out like as a choice for my middle name were stupid. And she said it was Soda and Seven. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those weren't real choices. That was because I wanted the name River. I'm like, I wouldn't have let you be named, your middle name be Soda. Soda. Unless your first name was Baking. But, but Bailey yeah. Soda Bone. <laughs> but it's like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was funny though because you just Bailey thought that that like those apparently were real options. It's like no, never. Yeah, because I even think I'd thrown in like the name Ocean, just joking around. Yeah, because like, I wanted River. That was the name I wanted. And like, how do you get what you want? You make all the other options so unappealing that it's like, hey, what do you want for supper tonight? I kind of want pizza. I don't know. Pick something. New. Give me some options. Okay, we have pizza. We can have, you know. Ramen noodles, or we could have potted meat. Like, and I'll fucking take pizza. It's like, I knew that's what you would choose. That's why we went with that. Yeah. But anyways, like, yeah, so um, what do you think about The Invisible Man? Uh, Alex said I never watched it before. You know what I mean? It was interesting. But, you know, it didn't blow me away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... A lot of the shit that you were saying, it was kind of like, uh, I agree with, you know, the, the effects didn't bother me because I know that this is a long time ago. They're just doing these things. And a lot of the shit I'm sure that they did in this movie were, you know, that was huge for their time, which I thought was the best part. Yeah. So it's not like that's like something that would, I would hold against it, but just like the story, like the plot a little bit is like a little bumpy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> And um, but you can look past that, you know, except that it's a a classic. But it's definitely not one of my tops. Like out of these few that we've watched, you know, it's I can respect it, but you know, I don't know if I would suggest it to someone. You know, be like, oh, any of those old movies? Yeah, I would. I don't think that Invisible Man would be one of the first ones I say. You know, yeah, but. Like I said, I enjoyed it, but and for that being my final thought on it, I'll let you do yours, well, and then st- I'll give my ranking. Uh, uh-huh. Well, what about your stars? Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, we can go ahead and uh, do the star ranking. Um, for me, it's probably two and a half. Yeah, that's, that's almost where I came in on it. Uh, you know... The same thing, what you just said, it's all true for me, too. Like, the story's bumpy, it's uneven, it's, does it want to be grandiose? Does it want to be grounded, more personal? You know, it doesn't seem like I can decide. And, and I think that, like, you know, the, the attempts at being, like, this larger, grand, grander scale thing are ill-conceived. Um, you know, if it had stayed a more personal story... It seems like it would have been better. And I don't know. Like I said, it's 1933. It's hard to say. Like, who knows? You know, maybe that's what you had to do. I don't know. Um, yeah. But the special effects were kick-ass. I do like the special effects. I think I still think they hold up when you look at them. They look really cool. 
um, maybe maybe not the transition scene at the very end, but like that when I get to limitations. But like all this yeah. shit with him being invisible, like and all the sh- the stuff they did with that, but the dude that was so cool. I'd probably say three stars. Um, yeah, not I'm I'm with you. Not my favorite. Maybe maybe two and a half, three. We'll we'll say three. We'll say three. Um, but yeah, let's do you. So yeah, let's rank the three movies that we had covered. Do you want to go ahead and kick in them and Tarantula just for shits and giggles? Oh, I was going to keep it to our three. Uh, okay. Let's do a three that we've done on this little block. And then we can throw where that would be in the top five situation. Right. All right. Well, let's, uh, all right, let's, let's make this interesting. So I'll give my bottom movie. Then you give your bottom movie. Then you give your second movie. I'll give my second movie, and then I'll get my <laughs> first right. movie. And you give your. I mean, I, obviously, by that point, we'll know what the first movie is. Um, I would think we already. Well, actually, no. Actually, it might be different. But I think that we uh, agree on, on the bottom. The, the bottom is yeah. <laughs> so the three movies that we're going to be ranking are the Invisible right, Man. Yeah, continue. I'm so sorry. Uh, the movies that we're going to be ranking are the Invisible Man, the Village of the Damned, and. Creature from the 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 Black Black Lagoon. Lagoon. All right, and here's how we're going to do it. All right? It's going to be three, two, one, say it. Okay? Okay. And we're doing, like you said, number three, number two, the number one. All right? Okay. All right, here we go. All right? Three, two, one, Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right? Three, two, one. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, okay. All right. So I figured we were probably going to line up. Uh, and then obviously, yeah. three, two, one. The Village of the Damned. Them. Oh, wait, what? No, anyway. Village of the Damned. But no, it's funny, man, because I talked about that movie again today. Village of the Damned was fucking good. Yeah. Well, I think that's I something. I really that, liked it. I think that's something that both of these movies have over that. Like, I've thought about those movies since I watched them. Yeah. And after I watched The Invisible Man, I haven't had another thought other than like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about this today. Yeah. But I don't think about exactly. The Invisible Man. Don't care about The Invisible Man. Um, yeah. Like it was a movie. It was it was worth watching. I think that one time. But if I, you know, if you were going to ask me like, hey, should I watch this or Creature? I'm going to be like, watch Creature. If you're going to be like, hey, should I watch this or Village of the Damned? I'm going to be like, Village of the Damned. Yeah. You know, if I, I'm, the only movie where I'd be like. You got a choice to make, you know, would be tarantula, this or tarantula. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So that's what I was just about to say. We ain't gonna do the three, two, one thing or nothing, but just where? What's your top five, including the uh, uh, tarantula in them? So starting at the bottom, I think it's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be the Invisible Man. Then it's gonna be tarantula. Then it's gonna be creature from the Black Lagoon. And then it's gonna be Village of the Damned, and then it's gonna be them. That's hilarious, dude. Like, I, I don't know about four and five, though. Because, like, Tarantula. I think I like I, the protagonist. I, I, I might like that better than the fucking Invisible Man. I mean, so you. Well, that's what I said. It I might just, be exact, bro. Oh. Yeah, I just. I think I like the main character in Tarantula more than I like the characters in. You remember the doctor that did everything? 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm kind of like back and forth. Like, if I have to watch one of these, which one would I watch? You know? And I think it, I was hoping to be a little different, but I think that it's it's, it's the exact same. Because now I'm thinking because more on it or whatever. But anyway, but yeah, I was curious to see if we were both going to end up with uh, them being on top. That movie's fucking good. Oh, yeah. You knew I, yeah. It's close with Village of the Damned, though. Like, because I will say this. Like... I've thought about watching Village of the Damned, the uh, whatever the fuck year it was, 1950s version or whatever. Yeah. I've thought about watching it again, just on a whim. I actually watched the remake today because I, I was thinking about that movie. I need to watch it. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, it's just a, it's, you know how the 90s has that feel in their movies? It, it has that. So it's got a couple of like a, and like I was telling Courtney, it's not like a, it's not cheesiness, you know, but. It is a little cheesy, and it's but it's because of the time that it's in that yeah. '90s feel. It's like it's just a slight '90s cheese, but it's not crazy. Oh, it's like you, we watched The Faculty recently. Like, man, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I, I'm probably very alone on this, but I fucking still to this day love The Faculty. Oh no, I like the movie. That's what I was about to say, man. It's like we watched The Faculty, and like you know, it's got that. That stink of like late nineties, early two thousands, whatever. Yeah, but dude, it's still a fucking fun movie to watch. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And even like the special effects don't necessarily hold up because it's got some bad CGI, but still, yeah, it's just whatever, man. It's like a movie you can pop in and fucking watch. Well, shit, that shit was in my like heyday. I think that was maybe what ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. The faculty. Yeah, I think because didn't class in ninety nine do a cover of the wall. For the same Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it probably was right around that time. I mean, hell, I'm fucking 15 years old at that point, you know? Yeah. So, that's whenever there's a lot. You know how it is whenever you're in that high school age? That's whenever you've absorbed a lot of your likes and a lot of your nostalgic feelings are from that time. Those were, you know, in around at that time. But I love that fucking movie. Watched it a lot. Oh, yeah. I I enjoy it. Um, So... That's the end of our little sci-fi horror, black and white block. Yep. You know? And we may circle back around to this in the future. I'd love I think, to. I think we both enjoy these movies. But our next our next uh, block for me and you, we're going to be hitting the depths. We're going to be doing horror movies that take place underwater. So underwater. Think, uh, and I know we got... What's the name of the first movie we're going to do that has to play, take place underwater? I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's called Underwater. Wow, that's yeah. very literal. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to hit the nail on the head. So I would say I think we've got two movies picked out, and I'm, I'm still waiting on you to pick out one. But I, we were going to do Underwater, and the plan was to do Leviathan with Peter Weller. Yeah, and I have to pick another one because uh, I don't want to pick like The Abyss or anything like that because I remember The Abyss. I haven't watched a lot of the water things, but uh, I did remember The Abyss, and I know that Josh might want to cover that, and I think that he was a fan of that one too, so I wouldn't want to to do that or whatever, but I'll, I'll have to definitely think of one now. I've been putting it off because I haven't had to, but I'll get on I'll get on thinking of something. We still got but, a little time. Uh, we can we can always do underwater, and then we can do Leviathan, and then circle back to the yeah. And uh, very unreasonable things 
Bone and Daniel side episodes news. This is something that we should do, and it would be really funny, is to do three movies, regardless of the genre of what it is. Yeah. Get three movies to where they spell out a sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, speed underwater. Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we could do something like that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's do that. That'll be great. Let's let's yeah. try. We can try that after our uh, underwater block. Maybe. Um. One last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. So we do have, for those of you listening, if you're interested in this sort of thing, we do have a little bit of merchandise now. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's um. And I'll put a link in the description of the episode so you can see it. But it's like very hyphen unreasonable hyphen things dot myspreadshop.com. And we've got like a, a men's shirt, a coffee mug, and a sticker. And I'm going to do some more work and try to get some more options up there. But we figured, you know. And I get it. Like, it's, I don't expect to like go into like some random place and see like you know fifty people wearing the shirt. But we might. I do. It might, it'd be cool for people that you know might want one. Like, hey, here's some things. Yeah. And, and we may like. I may upload some of our, some of the other stuff I did for the Instagram page. Like maybe the, uh, the Keanu Reeves badge from um, Point Break that I did. Yeah. Or, or just some other things. Just like throw them up there and like just so you can we can like hey. Here's some shit from this little podcast I listen to, which, you know, friends, family, That's whatever. Right. But yeah, I figured it'd be cool and stick the stickers all over bathroom stalls. Yeah, there you go. Spread the word, people. Drink your morning coffee out of a very unreasonable things mug instead of thousands of styrofoam cups. Let's together help save, save the, the world. Yeah, save the environment with your very unreasonable things coffee mug. Yeah. Stop That's trying to be like the invisible one, destroying the world one styrofoam cup at a time. <laughs> yeah. World domination. Or if you're going to flip a stroller over and do it while you're wearing your very unreasonable thing shirt. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so, dude, it was um, it was fun covering these movies. I, I think, like I said, we got two. I think we got one really, really good movie. I think we got a good movie, and then I think we got, you know, the Invisible Man, however you feel about it. I think that we got a great movie, a good movie, and uh, eh, you can you can live, give or take with it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yep. So anyways, uh, unless you get anything else, man, I think that's it. I don't, man. I don't. That's all I got. Until next time. See you next time. All ear haver. All ear having people. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.